If you want to buy a house someday, who do you talk to? And what do you ask them? And how soon do you have to ask them? How long before you buy a house do you need to start asking all these questions? Let's find out. All right, welcome to the How to Buy a Home podcast. I'm David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home guy, and we're here to help you, as always, to turn your largest monthly bill, that's your rent, into your largest automatic wealth builder, and possibly sooner than you think, by turning you from a renter into a homeowner. This podcast is dedicated to being the only place to get you educated before you actually think that you should. That's to save you tens and sometimes even hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can do this. All right, we're going to start this podcast by ringing the bell. We got some more first-time home buyers. We got themselves some homes. We went from 76, we got 78 and 79 here in Southern California. Congratulations to them. But I, uh, I got some feedback from some of you guys out there. and We love to hear from you here. Let us know what you're thinking in the comments or you can email, but we'll get you all that information later because I was told that you guys want more content. So let's get right to it. Are you ready? We'll start with a quick little tip and then we'll get into first time home buying one, two, three. Here's a quick credit tip. You guys already go paperless when you buy your movies and your concert tickets, right? Everyone's using their phone. So use that tech savvy in all your newfangled fancy ways not having that paper in your pocket anymore, well, now you can use that to build up your credit. If you can pay your bills and you can pay your credit card and you can do everything else on your phone right there, then why not, when you're going to the movies, instead of doing it out of your checking account or your debit account, use your credit card. Then use your phone, pay it off a few days later. That responsible usage right there, that's going to build up history with your credit card. Yeah, history is not just a bad class in school. It's very important to get your credit score high. That's going to build your history, show that you're responsible, and they're for expenditures that you're already going to make anyway. Be sure now not to abuse it. Don't go out there running around spending your money and saying, David told me I need to buy more movie tickets. Uh-uh, that's not what I said. Think of it as uh, stuff I was going to buy anyway strategy. If you're going to buy something anyway, go ahead and put it on a credit card, then pay it off a couple days later online. You can even make two savings accounts, one auto withdrawal account that pulls money out, immediately so you start doing some savings and the second new savings account is the stuff I was going to buy anyway. All right, that's your credit tip for the day. Now let's get into first time home buying one, two, three. Now what does one, two, three mean? Does it mean it's as easy as one, two, three? <laughs> no, that's why you need a fabulous team, a fantastic team, an experienced, savvy, great team of folks to help you and not just 30 days, 60 days or 90 days before you buy. So. As I've told you guys before, I'm here in Southern California, but you've got to find them wherever you are in the country. But here's some tips to help you. What does one, two, three mean? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you tips three years out from buying a house, two years out, and one year out. Because honestly, if you start thinking about it three years before you think you can buy a house, that means you're going to stop renting earlier. That's going to save you tens of thousands of dollars. So three years out, tip number one. You understand why you can't buy a Tesla or a Bentley today. 
that's something you get. That's something you understand because you're familiar with the car buying process. And the first step in buying a home is realizing that you don't know what you don't know. So you know exactly why that Tesla and that Bentley is not sitting in your driveway or in your carport outside your apartment. But what you need to know is you need to realize right away that you don't understand this process and there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. It's not that you can't do math. It's just that you don't even have the equation or the textbook or the iPad or the Google Chrome thingamabobber. And, you know, you may believe that you need a car. And so you did the research and figured that out. But perhaps you don't believe that you need to buy a home. Well, if that's the case, then you go back to episode four and you can discover the why. That's our planning to purchase podcast. Now let's go to number two. You're three years out. Second thing you can do, believe that you're three years out. You can do this. Now that's where you go back and listen to episode number two. That's our rent versus buy podcast. That's going to help you out. Take the mystery and the fear out of owning. But seriously, the fastest way to get you on the path is to believe that you are on the path. If you can pay average rent on your own for a two-bedroom or a fancy one-bedroom, then you can probably afford to buy a home as long as you get the down payment. That's where we're at right now. Number three, three years out, never too early to start working your credit. Now, it's episode three. We got a whole big old long episode, and I'm going to keep coming back with more credit tips every week. It's a race against the calendar. Seriously, you are busting a move against the clock with your credit. The longer time that you have thinking about it and taking care of it, the higher your point score is going to go. That's just the way credit works. And that's what's awesome is that you're listening to this podcast right now. And if you're close, cool, we're going to get to you. We're going to go to two years and one year next. But if you're, this is a dream for you and you're listening to this as a goal for yourself, awesome. But do this. You do have an action step today. Don't tell me, hey, David, I don't make enough money. Cool, but you can fix your credit. And trust me, when you've got that high credit score, you're going to get a way better deal. It's incredible because the credit scores, it's going to change your interest rates and you're going to save a buco amount of money over time. Okay, step number four, if you're three years out, save your money. Uh-oh, here he comes talking about adulting again. That old man, he told me I could buy a house. He got me all starry-eyed and dreamy. Now he's telling me to save money. What the hell, dude? All right, listen. It's like there's a great book that I read. It was referred to me by a really smart business coach. And it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's kind of like a, a parable or a, a fable. And it's about a guy who just lives, learns to live on 70% of what he can take in the day's hunt. That's it. And he puts 10% and 10% and 10% away. Now, the way we do it with our kids is we have 70% is spend, 10% is invest. So that's where we get a little bit more aggressive. 10% is save. So that just goes away under the mattress. And then 10% is donate. Because I truly believe if you give, you're going to get. So look, it's really simple. And, you know, my kids hated it at first. Now they just learn to live with it. That's the way you do it. And trust me, I sucked at this for a long time. Don't do as I did. Do as I say now, because my dumb ass was broke for a long time. 
And look, if you got FOMO, you think you're going to miss out all kinds of cool stuff. Do you know when you really get to do all that cool stuff? Five years from now, when you have a ton of money in the bank and your friends are still trying to figure out how to pay for their rent. I'm not asking you to take 30% of your money and put it away so you can't touch it forever for 40 years. I'm asking you to take 30% of your money and put it away and live a little bit less so that you can buy sooner and not spend your monthly biggest bill, some of you that's two grand, three grand a month for the next one, two or three years. And there's lots of different ways you can figure out how to save money. There's some really cool apps out there. I haven't found them yet, but if you had, tell me about it, says the old man. Number five, you're one year out. Here's the fifth and final thing that we're going to give you today, the final tip, plan. Plan, plan, plan. Like I said, we did a whole episode about it, episode number four on the podcast, but you got to plan. Call, talk to somebody. Find someone who's going to give you the time and attention that you deserve and then start to calendar. Ask around. Be humble. Don't worry about it if you don't know about it. I didn't know what a mortgage was till it's embarrassing for me to even say. Don't think that you can learn this all like you can research something online, like you're trying to buy a cell phone or a laptop or a video game. This is not. If you're somebody out there who researches everything, kudos to you. You're awesome. I was sitting with my videographer the other day. He's 24 and we were having a conversation. I started telling a story. Everybody I brought up in the story, he Googled, and then he started taking pictures, like pulling up Google images of them, and then researching everything that I said. You little millennials, and you scare me, man. You guys are nuts. You look up everything. So that's cool, but realize that buying a home, it's such a large process that you really need to talk to someone who's been doing it for years and not just, and unfortunately, there isn't a lot of information out there. So that's why the How to Buy a Home guy, that's me, David Sidoni. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to try to keep giving you that information because there's not a lot out there. And so now's the time to start planning. So the last piece of number one is before you go to open houses, before you start trying to go and save your money or actually save your money first, but before you go and talk to a lender, before you go talk to your mom, before you go talk to anybody, interview and find a good realtor who's willing to work with you for the next 24, 36 months and get you set up to buy. That realtor is going to really take care of you and save you so much money and hassle and headache. And that's episode six on the podcast, interviewing and finding your perfect realtor. Okay, more content. Here we go. Two years out. This one's going to sound weird, but when you think you're two years out, seriously, don't keep your plan a secret. Tell your friends and family what you have been doing and you, you've been thinking about this and now you're getting serious and you're on a serious 24-month plan. Tell them about what you're doing because you don't want to waste your rent anymore. You don't want to waste your money. Then you're serious about this. Tell them you have a firm grasp on the economic principles of ownership, equity, growth in both bull and bear markets versus the consistent unwavering increase in the rental market and tell them you'd like to take advantage of the outstanding tax benefits of what as well, not to mention the fact that you really see it is a strong investment for your portfolio in the future. All right, fine. Don't tell them all that stuff. Look, just tell them you don't want to rent and you're trying to figure out how to save money. You know, it's incredible because it's an asset that doesn't depreciate like your car does. And although you've never slept in your car, you could sleep in this appreciating asset that you're looking to purchase. That's a home. And having a roof over your head, that's kind of the bare minimum of living your life, right? You pay for it. So, 
you never know. They might get really excited about your plan. They might be really stoked for you. They could support you emotionally or even better. Well, maybe not better, but in the scenario of trying to buy a home, it's a little bit more helpful if they help you financially. You don't know what their secret plans are. I've had folks that told their parents that they were getting ready to buy a house and the parents said, oh, I wish you told me earlier, we just sold a vacation home and we went and bought a boat and didn't tell you about it and we're going to surprise you next month. Seriously, talk to people early. You never know who might surprise you. This is the time to mention it. It could set a whole chain of events in motion. And please don't forget your crazy aunts and uncles. You know, every older generation doesn't understand the younger generation. You know, the old folks from the 40s and 50s didn't understand those damn hippies from the 60s and 70s. And moving on, the folks from the 60s and 70s didn't understand all those crazy people in the 80s with your goofy neon clothes and your rolled up Don Johnson sleeves, although that was awesome. And I looked really good in that jacket. So my advice is call them, call them and tell them your plan and ask them for advice. Don't call them and ask them for money, ask them for advice. And don't even have the intention of asking for money. You never know. They might just throw the option out there. All right, number two, when you're two years out, assess and evaluate your budgeting. Take a look at what you did last year. Look at like the month to month. If you started budgeting three years before you're ready to buy, then, then maybe look at, okay, how did I do last March? Can I do better this March? Make it a competition for yourself. You know, try to be better. And if you want to get out there and you feel like you want to be a big baller and do all that cool stuff, awesome. But if you're doing all that just to attract someone from the opposite sex or the same sex or plants or whatever you're into, then I got news for you. There is nothing sexier than saying, yeah, come on in. This is my house. Pretty exciting. Owning, it's way more boss than renting. Okay, now, number three, you might not expect to hear this from me, but I say when you think you're two years out, before you sign that last lease, when you're 18, 20 months out, I highly advise you go on a blowout vacation. Seriously. Don't put it on credit and don't go nuts and go out and treat yourself and buy a car because that becomes a big monthly payment. But do something big for yourself two years before. If you're a person who likes to vacation and likes to travel and you feel like the saving up for a home is going to suck and it's going to suck the life out of you, treat yourself. But do it 18 months before and give yourself that little encouragement and say, you know what? You've been doing great for a little while. Here's a little encouragement. And then when you come home from it, now it's time to really buckle down. Think of it as your, uh, your bachelor or bachelorette party for your apartment. Now, number four, surprisingly enough, number four and number five are the same, whether you're three years out or two years out, save your money. And if you have been saving, increase it by 3%, 5%, 10%. If you haven't tried to actually budget, then go ahead and give it a try. You know, make this actual budgeting an important part of your life. Because look, and here's what you keep telling yourself. Budgeting is not a little sacrifice that you're doing so that you can put that little chunk of money away every month. Because look, there are hundreds of ways that you can sacrifice every month. You know, you can take a small portion of your income to build up your savings and your wealth. There are hundred ways to prepare for your future, hundred ways to save little bitty cash. You can open a savings account. You can buy stocks. You can put money in your IRA. You can double up on your 401k at work. You can eat out less. You can go shop at Walmart to save money. 
you know, you can have a few less Starbucks, a few less desserts, a few less meals out. You can pre-party at home with cheap alcohol when you go out instead of paying 12 bucks for your cocktails. Cut your cable. You can, you know, keep your car for a few years longer. Yeah, you can do all that stuff, but there's little things that you can do and those little savings techniques, but it's all there to remind you that you're getting ready to cut out your biggest bill of every month. That's your rent. 2000 2500 a month. I mean, if you could put that away, you know, you could cut out and shop at Walmart and pre-party your house and save money on cocktails. That might save you 50 100 bucks a month. What if, you know, 50 or 800, not 1500? What if you could save 1500, 2000, 3000 dollars a month? That's what paying a mortgage is. And, you know, how about putting that money towards you instead of a landlord? In the high price places, like I work in Southern California, if you're out there in uh, some of the bigger cities in San Francisco, or if you're in Chicago or New York or Miami or, you know, Dallas or Austin, it's not cheap. And if you're thinking that your first purchase is going to be your, your home with 2.5 kids and you know, 1.3 dogs and cats or whatever the average is, that's not really where you start. So you need to work your way up by building that equity. But, you know, too many folks, they don't have the information and so they end up renting for too long. So here we are backing to save, save your money and that'll help you get out of that rent cycle and get into your stepping stone that will eventually get you to your dream house. And tip number five, if you're, 24 months out, plan. Now, if you haven't started, or if you're just starting at two years, then now's the time to start your plan. If you started last year and you got your realtor, now it's time to get the rest of your team in place. You start talking to a lender, a credit pro if you need to, a CPA or an accountant. Does it sound scary? Nah, it's not scary. Let the pros take care of all the work. And then here's something interesting. Now you're 24 months out, this plan is different than the three-year plan. It's time to calendar right now. I was thinking about this podcast and I went, oh my God, you know, 13, 14 years ago, my wife and I got married. She got this PDF huge calendar for our wedding, two years before our wedding from the not.com. And that thing was her Bible. She would come up to me 18 months before the wedding and say, we've got to call a photographer. We've got to call. And I was like, dude, relax. We got plenty of time. Nope. The not.com says all the good ones go, especially if you're getting married this time of year, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? That calendar ended up being the best thing because when she would freak out, I would pull out the calendar and say, we're fine. We got 30 days. When I would get say, well, what about this? What about that? And she would get you stressed. I, like, I can't think about it. I'd say, here it is, honey. We've got to start doing this right now. So that's something I'm going to work on for you guys. I'm going to try to get a calendar together for you, but if you're listening to this now and you're 24 months out, start doing it. Fill in the blanks with everything that I've talked about. Most people, they just pretty much, when they're getting ready, they watch HGTV and they try to save their money, maybe try to take a, a stab at their debt. And they might ask a friend or a family member, you know, maybe just even sometimes they do that just a few months before their lease is up. So, you know, that's great. Kudos to you for getting there. Kudos to you if you're thinking about doing this. But if this is a longer term dream for you, then now's the time to start making that calendar because the sooner you can do it, the more money you're going to save. Okay, one year out. Now, 
I'm just going to give you a few examples because this is going to be about five to 10 more podcasts that we're going to go in detail about everything. But let's start with some of these things. The first and foremost, if you're one year out from buying a house, the day or the week that you're getting ready to sign that lease, the lease that you've decided is going to be your last lease, what I always say is that day that you sign your last lease should be the beginning of a detailed 12-month plan, a detailed calendar. I will try to help you out and lay this out and give it to you guys in a PDF, but for now, here's some of the things that you need to know. On that day when you're signing your last lease, what are the exact terms of my lease? Can I vacate early? How much is that going to cost if I do that? Are there any extra fees in breaking the lease? How much notice do I need to give if we're thinking about breaking the lease? And then can the lease be assumed by another tenant? If I find someone to take my place, can they finish the lease for me so that I don't have any financial hits against me? And now I'm going to tell you the rest of these in no particular order. After you save and after you plan, which is the steps in every one of these years, here we are at step one, 12 months out. Here's a bunch of stuff. First and foremost, David the fun guy is back. No vacations this year. Do not have any big expenditures. Don't just think about your down payment as the chunk of change you need. We'll get into that later. But trust me, no big vacations. Staycations are fine. Save it for the barbecue and the patio set that you want to buy so you can have tons of chill nights in your own backyard. Think about that. When you have your house or if you've got your condo, you can be the place where you can invite people over and not have to stress about it. That's another thing. This is really silly, but a year before, give yourself some encouragement. Read up on hosting events and parties and read up on cool things to do, inviting people over to your house. Be the super entertainer rather than the club queen or the nightclub king. You know, use your new home that you're going to be buying as the new personal hotspot for all your friends. You can be the coolest club in town. Can I sound any older when I say stuff like that? Awesome. No, I'm serious. You can find some cool little Bluetooth speakers, get some sweet games, some fun, interesting lighting, party ideas. Start looking at stuff like that. It'll really give you the boost you need to keep things going. Here's a great tip for you. 12 months out, start driving the neighborhoods you're thinking about. Drive them at day and drive them at night. Drive them on the weekends. Drive them on your way to and from work. Okay, start looking at them. Start looking at the cars in those neighborhoods. Very important because you need to know all that stuff as you get close. And the more information you have, the better and more informed and better buyer that you're going to be. Here's a big one. Start messing around with and become a Google Maps pro. Like you got to get serious about this. This is a giant money saver for you because time is money. And if you've got to spend tons of time driving around trying to figure out the neighborhoods, you can virtually walk through any city that's on Google Maps using the satellite and the street view. Like out here in Southern California, we sell homes near the area where I grew up in Long Beach. Long Beach is the LBC. That's where Snoop Dogg, you know, came up. And there's some sweet parts of Long Beach. They have the Long Beach Grand Prix there right near the beach and the Queen Mary and it's gorgeous. Then there's the areas where Snoop Dogg and some other folks grew up. So you end up using street view. If you find a really cool house, go down the rest of the street. Take a look at that mini mall. If there's too many bail bond shops in a row, maybe that's a little bit of a rougher part of town. 
but use that satellite image. You can find out everything. You'd be surprised. You can see what's going on in your neighbor's backyard. See if they've got a, a you know, really nice backyard or junkyard back there. Also, another great thing to start doing a year before, start using the police department crime stat websites. Around here in Southern California, they'll actually have them in different colors. So you look at a map and it's like, okay, here's the red area, the green area, and then the yellow or orange area, which is kind of a maybe. If that's important to you, something to do. And of course, there's the Megan's Law. That's uh, where you can find sex offenders. And that website's been up for a long time. You can check that out. And then while you're driving around, you got to go old school. It's going to be tough to find it, but we used to have these things called maps. They fold it out. And if you could fold them back together, I think you got a PhD. It was, they're insane. But I have had clients that have had maps and then a box of colored pencils. And when they drive around, they draw on the map, red, yellow, or green. Not necessarily for the crime stats, but for the areas that they like. In your last 12 months, don't be afraid. Don't have an ego about it. Just tell everybody if they're going to bring you something for your birthday, just bring cash in an envelope and you can draw a picture of a house on the card. Seriously, you don't need to buy me dinner. You don't need to buy me cocktails and you don't need to get me, you know, something from Spencer Gifts that is funny and a cute thing to put on my desk at the office. Just ask your friends and your family and tell them this year for Christmas, you guys just want donations. Do a Kickstarter, do a honeymoon fund, you know, but do it for your house instead. You know, just say, hey, for Christmas this year, donate to this, this honeymoon fund, but the honeymoon is the house honeymoon. And then for yourself, go light on the personal holidays that year. You know, go light on the birthdays for the people that you love. Write them a song, write them a poem, do a contemporary interpretive lyrical dance for them. That's really in right now, right? Okay. And then, you know, getting down to some of the sacrifices. Get ready. Learn to love that top ramen and the peanut butter and jelly and the mac and cheese. Ask for a raise at work. What the hell? Why not? Go in. Hey, you know what? I'm getting ready to buy a house. I'm feeling very responsible here at work, looking to take on some more opportunities. So, you know, if there's any overtime or extra shifts that I could do in the next few months, I would really love to do that. And I think my base salary should be raised because I'm actually, you know, a responsible adult. I don't know. It might work. This is where you got to also get really deep into prepping your numbers with your lender. Prep those numbers. Ask your realtor what you can afford so you avoid your sticker shock. Put it on your vision board. This is not going to be a last minute decision. Track your goals. Use those apps. Get cheap for the year. Tell your friends, sorry, love to go out with you, but you know, not tonight. You'd be surprised how many of them come over. Do some positive things for yourself during that year. Take some yoga. Sit on the beach or the lake or the pool and envision not paying your landlord ever again. And if credit is an issue for you, now's the time to actually pay a credit specialist. You can get free advice and kind of work the tips for a couple of years, but as you get six, six months is the minimum. I'd say at 12 months ahead, you can pay someone usually a few hundred dollars. At most, it's usually you know, maybe around a thousand bucks, but that might put you up a hundred points which can save you tens of thousands of dollars in the life of your loan. And remember, if it's more than just you, start talking about what you guys think. Don't try to read each other's minds. Start talking about the haves and the must-haves and the like-to-haves, the it'd be cool to have in the house. And don't forget to talk about the neighborhood. That's super important. 
And then as we get really close in the last three, four, five months, there's about a billion podcasts we've got to do. So thank you so much, guys. Before we get going, I just want you to remember that if you've heard some of this stuff, I do try to talk pretty quickly. So I encourage you to go back and listen to stuff over and over. If you're three years out, go ahead and listen to the stuff about interviewing the realtor because by the time you get there, it's going to be locked in your brain. We're on Facebook at How to Buy a Home. That's a private group. But if you tell me, hey, I listen to the podcast, I'd love to get you in there. We got all kinds of cool stuff for you. I'm on Facebook, David Sedoni and Associates Real Estate on Instagram at, at David Sedoni. And we've got some exciting stuff happening on Instagram. As a matter of fact, we've been talking to some people out there and it's been really, really fun. I'll get to that in just a second. But you know, if you're looking for more information, davidsedoni.com. David, S-I-D-O-N-I.com. There's a blog there now. We are up and running. I've got all the podcast information, listen to past episodes. But if you're more of a reader or you have a friend that's more of a reader or a friend that doesn't know what the hell a podcast is, send them to davidsedoni.com. There's videos there. There's blogs and all the written word of all the podcast information. And now it's time, just as we get ready to wrap up the show, for the testimonials. That's right. We've got folks all over the country that have listened to the podcast and called me or messaged me, and they're on the road to home ownership. We got a boss in Atlanta. A boss is the boss. He's in the ATL. We got him hooked up with a realtor, and he's on a 12-month plan. Philip and Laura are in Brooklyn. And if I told you how much rent they were paying, <laughs> baby. Anyway, they are ready to start thinking about buying. And we got them in touch with a great realtor as well. Ryan in DC, same thing. It's my friend's little brother. And he's in, man, he should have bought a long time ago. And then we got Stacy and Roe. Stacy and Roe are in Hawaii. And then I got Harrison here in LA who just called me today, found the podcast. We're going to help him out. And then are you ready for this, gang? Here we are, the How to Buy a Home podcast. This is episode number seven. Bam. Already got a first-time home buyer in escrow. She listened to the podcast, hit me up on at David Sedoni on Instagram. I got the call from the realtor today. She's in Denver. Bam. In escrow. Jacqueline, congratulations to you. And hey, let that be encouragement for the rest of you. If you're looking to buy a home, get educated. And then remember, you can do this.